Have you ever had a week where you feel like your brain just doesn't work properly? It, all, all the time? Yeah. Uh, it, it's bad, right? Like, like, like I know for me in those weeks, like I lock my keys in my car. I, I do these all these really silly things. I leave things in places where I shouldn't. Uh, you, you talk to somebody and you jumble your words and you say something silly that they then remember for the rest of your life. Like when your brain doesn't work, and especially uh, there's, there's a few kind of newish parents in the room with, with infants, so like your brain just goes fuzzy. That, that's not a fun feeling, right? Agree? Well, I've had, I've leveled up this week. Can I just tell you? I've leveled up. You see, uh, it's not that my brain doesn't work this week. It's that my brain is just blank. Just empty. <laughs> like, completely empty. It's, um, I'm going to reference Simpsons again. So, stay with me, those who don't care. Uh, but there's this moment where Ned Flanders is taking Homer through an apple cider factory. And he's explaining to Homer the difference between apple juice and apple cider. And it cuts away to Homer's brain saying, you can stay here, but I'm out of here. And his brain floats out of his head and he, he goes cross-eyed and then slumps on the ground. That's how I felt this week. Like my brain had completely left my body. Now, uh, it sounds like a bad thing, right? But I know that there are people who spend their whole lives meditating to try and get to that state, right? Where their mind is blank. I'm like, I achieved it. I leveled up. And then I realized, remember we talked about wisdom last week? Maybe, maybe I achieved the highest sense of wisdom where your mind just goes blank. No one else got that this week after reading Proverbs? No, okay, good. we're off to a good start then. Um, last week we started, we started a quick series uh, just before we head into Christmas time, a series on wisdom. Um, and wisdom we found out last week, isn't something that you just get over time. It's not just something that comes naturally through ageing. It is actually something that we have to pursue, uh, that we have to ask for. James, uh, in, in his book in the Bible, it says, If you need wisdom, ask our generous God and he will give it to you. He will never rebuke you for asking. But when you ask him, be sure that your faith is in God alone. Do not waver, for a person with divided loyalty is as unsettled as a wave of the sea that is blown and tossed by the wind. So if you need wisdom, James tells us, ask for it, right? Just ask God for wisdom. Um, who knows that it's pretty hard to teach yourself something? We looked at this last week. I'm just doing a little recap before we move. So everyone's on board. It's pretty hard to teach yourself something with no external... You know, whether it be picking up an instrument and teaching yourself or, you know, like something handy around the house. Uh, to teach yourself something is usually a long process. It's usually frustrating. You get stuck at some points and usually you don't do it in the most efficient way. Well, having a teacher to help you through and explore your learning helps a lot, doesn't it? A teacher takes a long, annoying process into a shorter process that's hopefully not annoying, depending on the teacher. But the teacher helps you learn a lot quicker. And our teacher for this series is the book of Proverbs, our teacher on wisdom. 
Now, Proverbs, just to recap, is a collection of, of, of wise thoughts and sayings that, that have been curated and collected by King Solomon. King Solomon is thought to have been the wisest man who ever lived. And King Solomon got that wisdom because he asked God for that wisdom to lead, to lead his people. And God handed it to him and gave it to him. There were two keys last week that we need to pursue wisdom. Can anyone remember the two keys? The first one is humility. That when we're approaching wisdom, we can't approach wisdom from a, from a place of pride where we're like, we know best because that'll never end in wisdom, will it? It'll lead to arrogance and foolishness. And Proverbs talks uh, quite a bit about the fear of God. Remember, we looked at the fear of God. So for us to, to approach wisdom, we need to approach it with the fear of God. Now, that doesn't mean we come scared of who God is. That means we come in awe and reverence of who God is, acknowledging that God created the whole thing, everything, and wisdom. He knitted wisdom into the universe. And so we approach wisdom with humility, knowing that God is God, and we are not, right? So that was the first thing we need to approach wisdom with. The second is discipline. Now, discipline sounds like a dirty word to me. But if we are to have wisdom in our life, then we need discipline. We need to practice. We need to apply it. We need to do it to the point where it becomes muscle memory. Does anyone know? about muscle memory. We practice things so we don't even think about it. They become habits, habitual. But um, there's this word, and I taught you a Hebrew word last week. Can anyone remember the Hebrew word? It's, it has a bit of that in it. Uh, I'm sure I'm pronouncing it 100% correct. But it's the, the definition of wisdom, wisdom is actually a Hebrew word, chukmah. Remember that? Chukmah which isn't just knowledge. It's not us just filling our heads full of great thoughts and knowledge. It's applied knowledge. It's, it's that knowledge being lived out and used. Cool? You with me? Give me a thumbs up if you're with me. Yes, I see. Thumbs up. Um, now, in understanding Proverbs, just a reminder, Proverbs are not promises, remember? They're not God's promises to us. Proverbs are probabilities. If you live this way, usually the result is this. That's how Proverbs kind of present us. If you live a foolish life, it usually leads to death. If you live a wise life, it usually leads to life, right? So they're not actually God's promises. It's a very different book in the Bible because of that. Um, but it is... The probabilities, and we want to deal in probabilities. Proverbs tells us how to live in God's created world. Not just a way, but the best way to live in God's created world. And who knows that when we live with that kind of wisdom, it leads us to life and away from death. Yep. So that's why we're looking at it. Not just, again, not so we fill our heads with more knowledge, but so that we live it. So we live a, a wise life, lead to life. Cool. Everyone up to date with me? Yep. Good recap. Excellent. I'm glad. Uh, so this morning, 
we are looking uh, at what Proverbs tells us about our words, about how we speak. Can we pray and then let's have a look together. God, you are so good. Um, we could sit in worship of you all day. Um, it, you are just like truly awesome. And so we come before you with, with a bit of humility this morning saying we don't know it all. But God, you do. Uh, you are God and we are not. And so we ask that you teach us this morning, Holy Spirit, that you guide us, that you lead us to life, that we may learn how to be uh, more wise in how we live. Uh, Holy Spirit, bring your word to life. Transform us. Make us more like Jesus, we pray. In the name of Jesus, amen. All right. Now, it wasn't that long ago that we looked at, wow, that's coming down. We looked at this idea that words are powerful. Does anyone remember? It was only, it was about six months ago, we looked at this idea that our words are powerful. And it was then, as it is today, uh, more of a, a, a service for us. We, we talk about, you know, we get our car serviced, you know, to make sure that it keeps running smoothly. We need these constant reminders and these checks that we don't let our words get away from us. Our tongue is a very hard thing to control. James warns us, and we'll have a look at that verse in a second. But we need a constant reminder that our words, the things that we say, are powerful. And Proverbs tells us that. Proverbs 18.21 says, The tongue can bring death or life. Those who love to talk will reap the consequences. Now, do we remember that verse from a little bit ago? We talked again about Homer Simpson. No? Anyway, can, can we be honest? Who actually cares about the Simpsons? It's just me. Oh, there's three of us, four. The rest of us just, Homer's pretty funny. But Homer, Homer talks about, uh, Lisa says to him, you know, it's, it's better... It's better to remain silent than, than speak and uh, remove all doubt that you're a fool, yeah? Something, something along those words. And Homer in his brain, again ticking as he does, he goes, quick, better say something. And he says, take one to no one. And it's just hilarious. What a great joke. I also thought of another fun. No, let's leave it another. Homer Simpson, smiling politely. Um, words are powerful. Those who love to talk will reap the consequences. Our tongue can get us into trouble, can't it? Our tongue, our tongue can bring life and it can create. How amazing are words? We have a God who created the universe through his words. He spoke creation into being. We also have the power to speak things into being with our words. But our tongue can also be used to, to bring death. It can create and it can destroy. So let's have a look at James' warning for us before we, we look further into some of these Proverbs. James 3, 1 to 12. For if we could control our tongues, we would be perfect and could also control ourselves in every other way. We can make a large horse go wherever we want by means of a small bit in its mouth. And a small rudder makes a huge ship turn wherever the pilot chooses to go, even though the winds are strong. In the same way, 
The tongue is a small thing that makes grand speeches, but a tiny spark can set a great forest on fire. And among all the parts of the body, the tongue is a flame of fire. It is a whole world of wickedness, corrupting your entire body. It can set your whole life on fire, for it is set on fire by hell itself. James is going for it. People can tame all kinds of animals, birds, reptiles, and fish, but no one can tame the tongue. It is restless and evil, full of deadly poison. Sometimes it praises our Lord and Father, and sometimes it curses those who have been made in the image of God. And so blessing and cursing come pouring out of the same mouth. Surely, my brothers and sisters, this is not right. Does a spring of water bubble out with both fresh and bitter water? Does a fig tree produce olives or a grapevine produce figs? No, and you can't draw fresh water from a salty spring. Okay, James, we we get it. We get where you're getting at, right? We know from our own experience, don't we? The words can do a lot of harm. We also know from experience that words can do a lot of good. We can remember, maybe, I hope we can remember some encouragement that we've received at some point. Something that that spurred us on, maybe even to do some greater things. And I'm sure without a doubt that we can recount many times when words have hurt us, when words have cut us. So, how do we get more wisdom in how we use our words? And we're going to look at some, some proverbs together. Uh, Lisa's up the back doing a great job this morning. Mark's doing a little trip to Singapore. Um, so we've got, we've got Lisa. She's going to try and keep up with me. We'll see how we go. Um, proverbs offer a huge amount of advice in our words. There are, there are so many verses in Proverbs that, that point to how we use our words. So we're going to have a look at a few verses together. The first one, Proverbs 12, 13. The wicked are trapped by their own words, but the godly escape such trouble. Wise words bring many benefits and hard work brings rewards. That just affirms what we've been talking about, doesn't it? Yep. Godly can escape trouble if they're wise with their words. words bring, wise words bring many benefits. But you can be trapped by, by your words too. Those who can, uh, Proverbs 13, 3, those who control their tongue will have a long life. Opening your mouth can ruin everything. Did anyone feel that verse a little bit? Oh, man, I do. Uh, okay, and again, on the same vein, Proverbs 10, 19, too much talk leads to sin. Be sensible and keep your mouth shut. Yeah, again, keep your mouth shut. The words of the godly are like sterling silver. The heart of a fool is worthless. The words of the godly encourage many, but fools are destroyed by their lack of common sense. Have we already seen some common themes in just just a short little uh, bout of verses? Too much talk leads to foolishness and it leads to sin and it leads to death. The writers of Proverbs tell us. A wise person keeps their mouth shut and they keep their mouth controlled. I have two steps today that that I hope we can remember in how we can start to be wise with our words. 
And my first step is this, this morning for everyone in the room, talk less. Talk less. Now, I know you're probably thinking, hey, that's, you're oversimplifying it, Nath. But seriously, if we were to take those proverbs at their word, they're telling us maybe sometimes we need to talk less. The more I let Proverbs teach me, the more I realize I actually need to talk less. That's good for you guys. We might be able to cut 10 minutes out of Sunday every week. But um, yeah, likely. Uh, But not just talk less in our, our number count of words. You know, like not just say less words. But in a, in a different kind of a way, how about we talk less when the conversation turns to talking about others? When the conversation turns to gossip, how about we take heed of the, the, whoever wrote the proverb and talk less? Can I tell you, I know that I need to talk less in those situations. I need to talk less because I know in my mind I can contribute to this. I've got something to say on this, but I need to be reminded that if I'm going to live a wise life that leads to life and not death, that I need to talk less in those situations. Can I tell you when it comes to questionable jokes, I'm going to be honest and confess this morning, I need to talk less. Even though I know that I might be able to get a joke I need to talk less. I need to bring life and not death. Especially when I get angry or if I get upset. Even though I want to tear shreds off someone, I need to heed this, talk less. Is anyone else feeling that this morning? Who knows, that sounds pretty simple. It's going to take... Some discipline, isn't it? It's going to take some humility. I don't have to be the center of attention. I don't have to get the laughs. I don't have to, you know, stick my, stick my spikes in there. Proverbs 26.20 gives us some more wisdom on this. Fire goes out without wood. And quarrels disappear when gossip stops. Simple, right? Our words are like wood. They feel the fire, don't they? Who knows if we can starve a fire of fuel, what happens? The fire goes out. The fire goes out. The hurt disappears. The gossip disappears. The questionable jokes disappear. The anger, the the hurtful words disappear. People don't get hurt as much. We can shut down. Uh, it's very important that we know this, that we can shut down destructive conversations, can't we? We can lead that if we talk less sometimes. A great quote that's quite often said um, to students around how they, how they interact with social media, and I've heard it quite a bit, and it probably applies to all of us and when we're on Facebook, we should know this. Uh, I don't know, this quote is attributed to about 30 different people, so I can't tell you who it is. Michael Scott, 
probably said this one. Um, Wayne Gretzky. Before you speak, this is, this is useful for us. This is quite wise. Before you speak, ask yourself if what you are going to say is true. If it's true, well, then is it kind? Is it necessary? And is it helpful? If the answer is no, maybe what you are about to say should be left unsaid. That's a pretty good framework for us, isn't it? Is it true? Is it kind? Is it necessary? And is it helpful? Paul also has something to say about this in Ephesians 4. Uh, Ephesians 4, starting at verse 20. He says, Don't live as the Gentiles do. Right? And he says in verse 20, But that isn't what you learned about Christ. Since you have heard about Jesus and have learned the truth that comes from him, throw off your old sinful nature and your former way of life, which is corrupted by lust and deception. Instead, let the Spirit renew your thoughts and attitudes. Put on your new nature, created to be like God, truly righteous and holy. So stop telling lies. Talk less. Stop telling lies. Let us tell our neighbours the truth, for we are all parts of the same body. And don't sin by letting anger control you. Don't let the sun go down while you are still angry, for anger gives a foothold to the devil. If you're a thief, quit stealing. Instead, use your hands for hard work and then give generously to others in need. Don't use foul or abusive language. Talk less. Let everything you say be good and helpful so that your words will be an encouragement to those who hear them. And do not bring sorrow to God's Holy Spirit by the way you live. Remember, He has identified you as His own, guaranteeing that you will be saved on the day of redemption. Amen. Get rid of all bitterness, rage, anger, harsh words, and slander, as well as all types of evil behavior. Instead, be kind to each other, tender-hearted, forgiving one another, just as God, through Christ, has forgiven you. I don't know about you, but I need the Holy Spirit to re- renew my thoughts and my attitudes. Uh, we're going to start with talking less. That's the first step. But we need the Holy Spirit to renew our thoughts, put on our new nature, get rid of our old. That's a decision that we need to make this morning. Okay, so step two, step one, talk less. Step two, this is a bit of a stretch, but bear with me. Talk up, all right? Talk up. It was going to be, my first two points were going to be talk less, talk more. I was like, that's stupid. Talk up, talk up. That's, you know, no brain. Uh, Talk up. Can I tell you this morning, we need to flip what our idea of, of talking should be. Our words should be. That we can build with our words. How amazing is that? That we can lift up, that we can create with our words. Let everything, we just read it, let everything you say be good and helpful so that your words will be an encouragement to those who hear them. Let's talk up people when we talk. Let's talk up to them. Let's talk them up. I like to call it anti-gossip. 
I think we talked about it. Let's not engage in gossip anymore. Let's do anti-gossip. It's, it's an act of rebellion. Come on, get on board. Uh, where we talk up people, that we may talk about them when they're not there, but it's only to encourage them. It's only talking about their great points. Yeah, we can do that. Let's flip it a little bit. Proverbs 12, 13. The wicked are trapped by their own words, but the godly escape such trouble. Wise, wise words bring many benefits. Hard work brings rewards. Proverbs 18, 20. Wise words satisfy like a good meal. That's, that's nice poetry in there. The right words bring satisfaction. The tongue can bring death or life. We looked at this. Those who love to talk will reap the consequences. When we talk about wisdom being a better life, who knows that if we start talking up other people, that we start building others up, that it leads to a better life, doesn't it? What's even even greater about that is it leads to a better life for us. When we build up others, we get the, the joy and the satisfaction of creating and building. But who knows that it leads to a better life for those around us. It leads to better community, doesn't it? How good would it be if this church was a church that didn't gossip, that didn't slander each other, that when we weren't around, we were confident that people were only talking us up. They were only building us up. They were only encouraging us comes from us talking less, doesn't it? At times, talk less, talk up. Now, when we say talk up, just to be clear, I'm not talking about being fake. Who knows that someone can sometimes give you a compliment and you know, ah, I don't know if you really mean that. We can spot authenticity, can't we? We, we want real words, not just... Not just kind of, good on you, champ. You're so amazing, champion, boss. I don't know. They're just, we hear it a lot. We don't need to be fake with our words. We, we can speak truth, right? And we can speak truth that builds and encourages and creates. Um, again, that little word of wisdom that wasn't from Proverbs. Before you speak, ask yourself if what you are going to say is true. Is it kind? Is it necessary? Is it helpful? If the answer is no, maybe what you're about to say should be left unsaid. But if it is yes, talk them up, right? Let's not be stingy with our words then. If the answer is yes, it is truthful, it is kind, it is helpful, let's do it. Let's not be afraid to speak it out. Sometimes we're a bit shy in our encouragement. Again, having to step into it with humility, don't we? To speak someone up actually is an act of humility. Cool. Are you with me still? It's pretty simple, isn't it? Even my empty brain can understand this. Who loves to be encouraged in the room? Give me a wave if you love to be encouraged. I, I know that uh, my love language is words of encouragement. I, I love I love when someone encourages me. It, it's, it's amazing. It makes me feel so good. For me, it encourages me to be bolder when someone encourages me. It, it helps me step out. It helps me 
love more. It actually helps me attempt the things that I might have been fearful of in the past. Can we understand how powerful our words can be? Sure, we can focus on how destructive they can be, but I believe that they are even more powerful going the other way. I think then in um, the two steps this morning, if we want our words to be wise, talk less and talk up. Are you with me? Like I said, it takes humility to build someone up takes us not to just be focused on ourselves, but to focus maybe more on a kingdom agenda. And I also believe that for us to talk up others takes discipline too, doesn't it? Intentional effort. Muscle memory. Practice is needed. Doing is needed. It can't just sit in our head. I had this nice thought about someone. We have to speak it out. I don't know about you, but I want to be much wiser with my words. I want to build and to create and not to tear down. Talk less, talk up. In these moments, I I want to again pray for that Holy Spirit renewal where He renews our mind, changes our thoughts and our attitudes, where we shift our focus of what our words are. But I need the Holy Spirit's help. I'm going to be honest with you. To live this out and to live a wise life, I need the Holy Spirit's help. Don't we need the Holy Spirit's help? So we're going we're gonna to pray together. Uh, I, I encourage you to get into a posture, however that is for you, where you're just willing to receive the Holy Spirit this morning. That might be, for some of us, you might need your hands out. Uh, I encourage you to, to maybe close your eyes and yeah, not, not kind of look around and be distracted. Let's, let's invite Holy Spirit. God, you are so good. We thank you uh, that you have knitted wisdom throughout our universe. We thank you that you have given us really clearly a teacher in Proverbs as to how to live a, a more wise life, a life that leads more to life and creating life. Right now, Holy Spirit, we invite you. Come, Holy Spirit. Come and help us. We ask that you renew our minds, that you renew our thoughts, that you you transform our attitudes. God, we come uh, this morning uh, humbly confessing that maybe our words have been destructive in the past. Holy Spirit, may this be a marker of something new. where our words may build up, where our words may create. Holy Spirit, help us in our discipline to talk less. Prompt us. May we hear your voice prompting us. Thank you that you are our helper, that you are with us. God, may this not just be knowledge, but may this be hukmah applied knowledge, that as we go, Holy Spirit, help us do. Thank you, Jesus. Thank you for who you are. Help us to be more and more 
exemplo aqui Holy Spirit come Amen The challenge this week is to act again, right? We can hear about it, but it's not until we do it that it becomes wisdom. Knowledge to wisdom is in the applying it. So uh, this week, who has been reading Proverbs? Has anyone given Proverbs a crack this week? Now, I, I've made a bit of a discovery this week in reading Proverbs. Little short stints work better than long goes at it. Has anyone else found that? It's pretty hard to, to read like multiple chapters and get something from it because it kind of goes. So I encourage you, especially those of us who've got on their phones and you, you have two minutes in your day, at any point, crack open Proverbs, read little chunks. Let's see what we can get from it, right? Yeah, anyone? Anyone doing the reading plan, the Bible Project reading plan? It's, it's good. There's some videos that go alongside. Have a look through version. You could, you could probably get started in that. Read it. That's our, that's our teacher, remember? Proverbs is going to be our teacher on how to live wisely. But this week, and can I suggest even in these next five minutes, can we make an intentional effort to build someone up with our words, to encourage, to create right now with our words? We can do that, can't we? Uh, bless you this week. Go sent to be like Jesus wherever you are, in your family, in your school, workplace. Uh, let's see God's kingdom come this week. Amen? Amen. See you next week.